Just be relaxed, man. No, Just be relaxed, man. You nervous? Nah. He's nervous, man. Nah. Friday, I'll be. Huh? Friday, I'll be. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trying to mix in team. being drunk. You know? Huh? Yeah. Trying to, uh, I can do that, you know. Oh. Some guys yeah. need drink to... My mate Teaser, he was like, he admitted something. He was like, look, to you over the years, I've had to have a drink to feel confident. Yeah. I'm like, nah, man. That's madness. That's interesting. Some people are like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's like... Well, yeah. I mean, uh, some some people feel like they need to do drugs to. Yeah. Well, I mean, drinking is a drug. Think about it? when you're tipsy, you're almost more confident and you're you're carefree. I don't actually drink. I you don't drink. Yeah, Any reason? I don't know. Is it? That's an alcoholic, so I've never. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That. That's a good reason not to. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that is a good reason not to. To be fair, but yeah, nah. But like, I can. I remember one time I had a birthday party time ago, some years back, and like, I never usually DJ'd at my birthday parties. I'd always like. You know, booked in other DJs, and then it was just yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. If I wanted to, then I would. Do you get me? And I remember one particular That's time, true. yeah, people were coming up to me like, "Rah, you're a mad drunk, bro. You can't DJ when you're drunk." I was like, "What?" You know, the more the people were saying that to me, the more I'm like, <laughs> "You know what? I'm going to DJ today." Yep. That's just what's up. What's gonna happen? I'm gonna DJ. So anyway, I ended up doing the last set. My brethren come up to me, um, toddler, from Invasion, and he gave me a um, a shot. Yeah. I've backed the shot and it was so strong, yeah? <laughs> but I just, you know, like I drank a little bit and then I like f- spat a little bit of it out, yeah? It was mad. Anyway, after that, I don't even know what the fuck happened. But, <laughs> and then, and then I woke up the next day with a proper bad hangover. Wow. He's rang me and he said to me, you know what? The reason why I gave you that shot is because you was DJing like too well, like you wasn't drunk. I was like, what is was in it, bro? He told me absinthe and Ray and nephew oh, together. No. Do you know, bro? I could have had a fucking, I could have had a seizure. Do you know toddler? <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know. I know I don't know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You get me. Skirt, Scholars looking at me like, what the fuck I like is it. this, bro? That's I like my it. intro, bro. I love it. Hashtag half cast podcast. Two guys half the size of each other casting opinions. <laughs> Um, Poet is away still, which is cool. Um, and you know what, yeah? I know, like, just off Twitter and that, like, there's a lot of things that ideally you probably would have wanted me to talk about today or us to talk about today. Um, I know the Tiny album just dropped, the uh, Kendrick album just dropped. There's loads of things that's going on. But you know what? I'm going to push that aside just this week because... There was a conversation that I just kind of wanted to have today. And it was something that was going on in my mind for a while. I want to welcome my bro, Scholar T, in the house. What's yo, going on, yo, Scholar? Yo, How yo, are you, yo. my bro? I'm good. I'm DJ, good. producer. I'm you good. Know what I mean? Life is Out good, here. mate. Life is good, Re- yeah? Record label owner. Record label owner. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> but you know what, right? So... What had happened was, because I hadn't seen you for a while. Yes. So I just want to just give like people the context of the com- conversation that we're going to have today. But um, I hadn't seen you for a while, but I was going to Radar to pick up my charger. Um, shout out to Radar Radio. But you told me I left story. it there, didn't I? <laughs> I I'd pre-recorded a show. Lucky and left guy. Me. Was it there? So, you, I never, yeah, I never... it was there. Yeah, of wow. course. Yeah, yeah man. They put the, they put, the, they put um, my name on it and Good. left it there. So, yeah, man. But, um, and then I saw you. And then we were having a uh, just a little conversation by the door, just about a few things and about life. And then, you know, you'd mentioned something to me uh, that, like, struck a chord with me. Mm. And, you know, 
the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because, you know what, for the first time, I want to talk about, you know, some of the things that I that I have been feeling of late, like okay. recently. Do you get what I'm saying? And like, um, yeah, man, I think this is going to be obviously a li- little bit more deeper than what it usually is. But I think it's an it's a important conversation to be had. And I'm doing it for my own selfish reasons, Wicked. to be honest with you. But um, as I said, I do think it is... Uh, uh, a conversation that needs to be had, but you firstly, the right person, man. firstly, how are you, Barbara? I'm good, you know. Um, important week in yeah. my life. Um, why? Why is that? Well, because um, I'm marking ten years in the game. Okay, as a... when, the game, as in as an active DJ in music. Okay. So yeah, left uni 2006. Yeah, and you know, I would say a year later is when I proper touched the scene. So did a bit of open deck sessions. Yeah. a bit of you know. Not begging bookings as such, but doing stuff for free. Yeah. Like 2007 is when, you know, I had my first residency. So I always look at 2007 as when I'm, I was active as a DJ, mixing from, as we all are, from younger, innit? Yeah. I know you used to do the MC thing, because that's how yeah, I know yeah, you. Yeah, do you know, oh, do you know, funny enough, someone <laughs> tweeted me just the other day and they were like, rah, they were like, rah, are you Chucky from like the MC from back Listen, in the, from Flex FM? Platts. My earliest memory of you is being in Ministry of Sound. Chucky coming through for a booking in Platt. I'm like, I need to, I need to start doing this thing. Do you know what we did? Um, <laughs> we did a live uh, podcast last year of Red Bull, and I told us, I told the people them a story about when I used to bar and how, like, when it started to turn into grime. Yeah. Why I stopped. Yeah. Because I was saying that raw, like, my lyrics were kind of fun, kind of oh, vibey yeah, lyrics. Man. Then one day I'm standing next to D Double E. And my man's telling me all kinds of things, bruv. He's just, ooh, ooh. <laughs> like, and then, yeah, bro. Like, he just started going mad on me. But my, I didn't have lyrics for him. Of I didn't course. have a thing, a, a vibe. Kind of MC. Yeah, it was a different type different. of MC. Do you get me? I so, get that. But, get um, that. but yeah, yeah, anyway, you were saying. Yeah, um, so, yeah, celebrating 10 years. And I'm marking it with a, with a big party at O2 Academy is Linton on um, Friday the 21st of April. Sick. So just, just building up to that, man. The yeah. whole... The whole process has been different to putting on a normal rave. Yeah, of course. You know, where you, you do the basics. You already maybe send emails. You do the the basics you do. But this has felt like they keep mentioning that word show. When, yeah. I, when I deal with the powers that be at the venue, they're like, so this show you're doing, Scholar. And I'm like, you know what? It feels like a show. Yeah. You know, and I'm gravitating towards that. And of course. going forward, these are the things I want to do. Because I look at 10 years as... Okay, a milestone. I've had highs and trust me, I've had lows. Yeah. So, you know, what do I want to now do? It's yeah. almost like a checkpoint, right? Scholar, you've got 10 years under your belt. What do you want to do? Do you want to carry on doing it at the level you're at? It is my secondary income. Thankfully, from a very early stage, I've always made money from the music game, whether yeah. it be DJing, putting on events. And yeah. I'm very, very thankful for that. But I've always had a primary income. Yeah. So that primary income is currently I'm an IT manager for John Lewis. Oh, is it? Which yeah. I'm very proud of. Okay. Yeah. That's you know, good. pops made me do the whole uni stuff. So it's a good job. But you know, you know that. Have, saying, has it has it ever like your job? Yeah, the, your daytime job. Has it ever taken away from an opportunity that you may have that may have been a great one from your DJing career? Every day, without me knowing. But now. I'm so aware of it. Yeah. So I've got a manager now. Yeah. Um, big up, John. I've got a manager. He actually managed me in the early days, but the level we're working now, what like the experience is just so great. Mm. So yeah, to answer that question, every day. But I'll give you an example. Um, I'm going to the studio of a few people to mm. actually 
execute this producing thing properly and gain the experience and putting out EPs and stuff. Mm. Being at work for, you know, that seven and a half hours, the journey there and back, my gosh, it means the other hours I've got in a day. Don't forget, I got married last year. Oh, you know, oh, so, congratulations. Oh, man. thank you, man. Best thing I've ever done. Yeah. I'll tell you what, best thing, apart from the day my son was born, best thing I've ever done. So, yeah, the work definitely takes away from it. But, you know, the flip side of that is going to work, John Lewis, keeps me sane. Yeah. So when music gets real political, mm. when I thought about giving up the game or some general promoter treats you a certain way the night before, and you're like, this is all long. Yeah. Work is that, you know, that disturbance mm. that, you know, you just, when you're at work, if you're going to do it properly, it takes your mind off. It almost yeah. keeps you sane because, you know that saying, everyone that does music is a bit mad. It yeah. can get you mad. It, it you know, really can. It's interesting that you say that. I mean, like our, our, um, our journeys are obviously very different. And like, I think I would say that for me, I have been very fortunate in a sense where like, I've been doing, just pursuing my career just fully, like by itself for, for years music? now. Yeah, just through music. and We've being all got able different to, paths. Yeah, yeah, and just being able to do that. And like, with, with that in itself has had a lot of um, highs and lows for me, yeah? And like, I think that plays a part in, you know, like what we're going to talk about today. Because, 100%. you know, like, when, especially when you're self-employed as well and you're going through, it's amazing. When the, when the highs are high, it's amazing. When the lows are low, bro, it can be very lonely at times. Do you know what word, I mean? Word, word. Oh, big time. Especially for me, when you haven't got someone who you can call a soulmate. Yeah. It, it's, it's that deep. Yeah, yeah. I hear so, you know, there was, a, there was a time when I thought about, you know, doing this thing full time. It was about four years ago. Yeah. Funny enough, I had a gig in Brighton. Do you remember Michelle Hunter? Yes, I do. Right, so Michelle Hunter did Smooth, not yeah. Smooth, on a Friday, every Friday at Ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That weekly Friday R&B event, which is somewhere I used to see you a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Michelle Hunter. Shout out to Hanif as well. Yeah, shout out to Hanif. Oh, listen, Hanif is like proper older bro yeah. to me. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I did this um event in Brighton with Michelle Hunter. Yeah. We had planned that the next step was to do Ministry of Sound. Okay. So it it went great up until someone lit up in the event. Okay, someone... And you know that saying... Someone when you're, a mad thing. Uh, when you're outside London, they're not on it. Yeah. It's bad enough in London. Yeah. But outside London, the clubs are not on it, mate. Yeah. So the event, um, you know, it closed two hours in. Hmm. I was distraught because it was like, I saw the dollar signs. I saw a future in doing Blood. this. <laughs> and like, I know you can relate. Blood. So, so you know what? It was like, everything just fell over. I yeah. couldn't even get on a coach back to London. So I'd, I'd manned a coach from London, you know. I had a double-decker coach, 80 people. I couldn't face them. Two hours mm. into a six-hour rave, it got locked off for... And then you got to refund everyone. Mate, listen, I just couldn't do it. I, Bro, stayed, I stayed in Crawley that night. Did so you? Anyway, that was the period where I was seriously working hard towards going full-time. Yeah. But the, the joke of that is my son's now 14. He was becoming a teenager then. I was like, you know what? That's yeah. got to provide for this. Hundred percent. So you know yeah, that's the that's the, this is the pu- <laughs> the the pure and it's the biggest difference. Yeah, is that you have an amazing blessing with uh, with your son, whereas yeah, I don't have I don't have that blessing yet. So for, like, for me, I've been able to, you know, f- focus a little bit more on that. Whereas if I had a child, it, the, the dynamics would be very different. Do you it get me? Because you I, on. But it it's it's something you have to, a proper man has to make it priority. Of course, yeah. And yeah. I've always done that, despite him not living with me since he was five. 
can't go a week without seeing him. Yeah. So a man like me says, you don't look like you could have a fourteen-year-old, but yeah. Oh, thanks for the compliment, man. But do you know what? Just talking <laughs> of that though, that reminds me. Yeah, time ago. So here this yeah. So there was like three of us doing a rave one time in in Luton. Yeah. Right. <laughs> then like. So, like, my brethren's got the venue now. He's not yeah. my brethren, but just someone I know, whatever. Yeah. He's hit me up saying he wants to do this rave, whatever. Boom, yeah. capacity, 2,000. Bam. So I'm like, Man. cool. Yeah. So we've sat down, put the plan together, executed it, whatnot now, flyered, done all of that stuff now, yeah? Yeah. Tickets selling now. We've sold, like, <laughs> we've sold, like, eight, 900 tickets, bro. Wow. Between uh, 10 and 15 pounds, That's yeah? That's King. Listen, these times here, I'm thinking about barfing in money. Yeah? I'm thinking about you just like, I'm thinking about, do you know, like, you know when you're spending the money in your head before you've even got it? We, we've I, all I've done got it. visions of like lying in the bath, we've naked, with it. a chain on, and man, and just peas. Yeah? We've all done Pound it. coins, five pounds, tenors, scores. Strong. Oh, yeah? Anyway. So what we've done is now I'm saying boom like we've we're set we've close to selling a thousand tickets I'm like you know what yeah let's leave the rest to just pay on the door because now we can start doing twenty five thirty on the door hit, hit, hit them hard and yeah as right they say. <laughs> so I've gone to loot like we don't even need to now it's a week up coming up to the event we don't need to do no flyering we know the dance is going to be nice yeah we know we've, money's going to be made it's that, it's that borderline of overselling it or over promoting it. it but I'm confident <laughs> and I'm bossy so I thought you know what let me drive down to loot on on a quick one you yeah. know what I mean flyer give two flyers a couple gallon that yeah. you know what I mean my chest is out right. So anyway, I'm flying outside one dance and then one bro comes up to me and he looks at the fly and he's like, is this still on? Oh and I'm like, what God. are you talking about? He said, oh, basically I heard that the club is shut down or something and that the lights are hanging through the ceiling or whatever it may be. Oh my So I'm God. like, well, I'm like, bro, I'm thinking in my head, the dance is in two days. Like this, I don't, this is not what I need to be hearing. So I've rang up the guy that I'm doing the dance with and I'm like, bro, what's this I'm hearing about the clubs being shut down or whatever? He said, let me find out. Do you know what's happened now? What's happened? A Chinese Don has bought the building. Without you lot even knowing. He's bought the building and now he's saying he wants to turn it into flats and all of that stuff, yeah? So I'm like, but hold on a minute. Like, what's the agreement that we've got? He said, we've only got a phone agreement. We didn't have a writing agreement, yeah? What? So he's like, look, we'll try and see if we can sort something out. Like, Ooh. we'll try and see if we can get to the Chinese done and then see if we can get the fucking thing going or whatever. So anyway, now, trying to get hold of the Chinese done. The Chinese done effectively is saying, you know what? Nah, like, because I was saying, look, just let him know. All we need is staff. Like, the bar's there. You're going to make peas. We've sold X amount of dough. I mean, X amount of tickets. It's a sell-off. Just make it your last one. The Chinese Don said, nah. So, you know what, yeah? With all that driving around I did, selling tickets and all of that, bruv, I had to drive all the way around again because we had to cancel the event. I had to refund everyone. On the day, uh, you can imagine, my phone is blowing. blowing up. Bruv, I was in bed, King. How long ago was this? This was like... This was about... Oh gosh, this must have been about seven years ago. So now. social that media was my wasn't. No, nah, yeah, it, it's not. You like can't that. even use that to spread like you yeah, know the nah. word. Uh, or yeah, and we couldn't find another venue. That uh, was my first proper, first proper knockback. But let's talk about like, yes. let's talk about, <laughs> let's talk about the lows. When did you start to feel like things were different for you? Like what musically? Nah, just like... Life. Yeah, just life. Wow. 
<clears throat> last year was the biggest low, man. It's mad because the people that know me closer were like, hold on, 2016? You got married? Hmm. You know, um, your son's still there. He witnessed you getting married, which was a big thing for me because hmm. you want to show them examples, you know, things that he should gravitate towards and want to achieve. So, but back in the last year was was the biggest low, hmm. looking back. Um, talk about quitting music. I wanted to quit life. Yeah, 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 I hear you. As... As um as as a way of healing what I was going through. Did you know like did you know like did you know much about depression before you Very, very I don't wanna say ignorant, but I couldn't it's not like now when someone says it, like when a guy or girl says depression, I feel like I need to take ownership of the situation for them. Yeah. Because bless my wife, she she's had her issues growing up, but they weren't like depression. So it's like this is a it's almost like us getting married you don't get a you don't get um like practice on it. Mm. So me now that I've gone through it once it's all about watching for them triggers and you know admittedly it's not gone. Yeah. But and I I'm I'm not, I'm not ashamed to admit that. But you know it was like no I didn't know much about depression. Yeah, you yeah. heard a word you hear anxiety. Yeah, yeah. That's a word that came up a lot when I was going through it. Yeah. Cuz it's a process. You don't just wake up one morning and you tell yourself you're depressed. I was like, what? Depression? Yeah. I'm African. Depression? What's that about? You know, you're not brought up to to know these things. And no what? one in my family is certainly, well, as far as I know, has gone through it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, but, and I'm a very motivated person. Like, I'm a headstrong man. I'm a seriously hard worker. I don't give myself a lot of kudos, but I'm a hard worker. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. it takes a lot to, to get me down. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, For long, but this one... What would you say, like, what was the... Triggers? What was the process like? Because, you know, like, because this is the thing, yeah, like, I've known... Like, I can't... I'm not going to say... Because, like, I've, one thing that I've been thinking about of late, yeah, mm. recently is, like, I wouldn't... I'm not... A, I wouldn't say I'm depressed. Yeah. I'm not a depressed person. I think there's a there's a there's a difference and a, a clear difference between depression and sadness um i think that I like think sometimes so. this is just my perspective and i know that a lot some people could look at it very differently and i think that even within sadness can become depression but i think like depression is obviously a mental illness 100%. sadness you know like you can have you can have sadness through things like you know uh things that's just going on in in life Even in terms bereavement. of like yeah bereavement you know can make like you, you sad for a period yeah you could your dog dies or something of like course, that your family which member is serious. dies yeah 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 your your family member dies or you lose your job or something like that um whereas i think that like where a lot of the things that i've been feeling over a period of time is coming more from the a sad aspect which i will talk about uh i don't know press the thing yeah the pr- anyway the uh, the point I was trying to get to is like, talk to me about the process because it's not a thing where you just literally wake up one day no. and you're like, you know what, boom, like, ah, oh, I'm I'm going through this. It's obviously a process. No, it's about it was about a five to six months before I got to the stage of right, I can't go work. Like the doctors signed me off, and even before it got to that point, it's like I didn't want to. Me not sitting at home doing nothing. Unheard of. So yeah, it started probably a couple of months after the marriage. Got married Easter Sunday. Oh, so it, last happened, year. it happened after. It started to happen after you got married. Imagine that. Yeah, because it was it was nothing related to my wife. 
Yeah. You know, and we and you stopped me when we started to talk. We were never going to talk about it outside radar, but you yeah. were very keen to hear the juice here. Yeah. So it's great. And you know what? I like talking about it because yeah. I feel there's someone out there. It's going to help. I want you to, like, this is the thing as well, yeah. I want you to understand this is not about me, like, interrogating your no, life or anything like that. No but way. there's a lot there's a lot of young people out there yeah, that are going through things and it's important for them to hear, you know, like, other people's journeys and We've understand. got responsibility. Yeah, yeah. You know what it is as well? You know, um, as someone in music, how the the ravers, the, the, the people that come to the concerts, mm. how they see us. They see us as living this great life 100% and you know when it's going well it is great let's not doubt it yeah, yeah. look at your hourly wage or the perks it yeah. is great you get yeah, to yeah. travel you get to play in front of all these people to us we're just spinning music but yeah. it's like you know what I mean but so it's important for you for for us to let them know mm. that we are human of course so for me going back to how it started the process. it's alright yeah, no, I said the Ga- process. Yeah, the process. Um, going back to how it started. Got married Easter Sunday last year, March 27th. Just before that, and a lot after that, I was I was um, in the process of moving my dad, who's severely disabled. Okay. So that's one of my triggers. My dad's condition is a big, was a big trick, is a big trigger. Yeah. So, you know, he suffers from something called cerebellar ataxia, which is... What is that? Very rare. The closest thing I can tell you is it's similar to Parkinson's. Yeah. It's, um, it's hereditary, so that means it goes through the family. Yeah. Um, it affects the brain. Yeah. So anything that has cerebellar... Cerebrium is something to do with the brain anyway. Um, it affects speech, coordination, you know. Um, he, he can't do a lot for himself. Is it kind of... Is it... A little bit reminiscent of the multi-neurum disease, which is... See me in science? I got an E in science, you know, so oh, I, was, okay. I, I, right, I didn't have time. <laughs> science was my mess around subject. I've looked this thing up on yeah. Wikipedia because I love Wiki. Yeah. And Shout out to Wiki and that. Yeah, I love Wiki, man. It's very educa- um, edu- educational. So it, it's similar to Parkinson's. It affects your balance. My dad's pretty much at home. I've, yeah. I play a big role. Yeah. So I'm not his registered carer, but I play a big role. Finances, bills... Taking him here, taking him there. On top of the mad life, being a dad, you know, having a tasking job. Because mm. I look after I look after 22 sites at work. It's mad. And also DJing, which should be a very selfish role. Mm. When you when, To be a successful DJ, you need to be selfish. Yeah, yeah. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. You, you need to have a certain kind of life. It's hard I've to be... I've been selfish my, my large part of my life. But guess what? It, it will bring you success. Because, you know, you need to put time to it. So anyway, that process of moving him from a normal home to where he is now mm-hmm. took the hell out of me without me knowing. Okay. It was like the countless meetings with um, what those people call social workers. At the time, it was all it was all well. It was like it felt like clockwork, mm. you know. But when it starts to build up, also I had a unique situation at work where we opened about four four sites because I look after warehouses, John Lewis warehouses yeah. from an IT perspective. So I was all over the country and I'm a guy that look, told me to do something. I want to progress in it. So I would do it, mm. you know, um, I get, and this time last year, and I tweeted about this on Sunday cause I had a gig on Sunday, funny enough in um, Shoreditch, mm. an event that is mine, but I try not to tell too many people. It's called a fun castle there. Anyway, I reflected and thought, wow, last year it's Sunday. I was getting married. Here I am now. I didn't have no interest in music last year. I was like, look, I've met the girl of my dreams. I'm getting married. Anything that happens from there, I don't care because I've got Dominique. Mm. Here I am now and it's like, I've got Dominique, but I'm actually 
working on my dreams, something that would give us a better life, I believe, hmm. um, financially anyway. So um, it was funny. So yeah, went through that with my pops, had the work issues, and it just, you know, gradually your mood starts to change. Yeah. You start to become very snappy, um, sleep. So I would like wake up with like two hours sleep and the wife would be like, where are you going? I'm like, babe, I've got to do this. I've got to go work. I've yeah. got to do this. Anxiety. Anxiety. And it wasn't me saying I want to do music. Mm. And it got to about October times and you, you then say there's a problem here. But the good thing, the, the thing about me is it, my parents didn't change. So mm. I noticed from the GP, he said, look, when people come and see him, some of them, you, you can tell they haven't shaved, all this and that. I could do those stuff. But what I couldn't do was um, I, the motivation was gone mm. to do more. So I'm a keen jogger. I do a lot of cardio. I don't go gym or nothing because I see you hit the gym or it might be pills. Yeah, a couple pumpies and that. <laughs> Get me. But I'm a cardio guy. <laughs> no so, and it does a lot yeah. for my... It releases endorphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me, when I was in the thickness of this depression, it only lasts for five minutes, um, the positiveness from jogging. That's how I knew that something, something was is not right. wrong. Yeah. I went through different... Did, did other people notice it, like, m- p- before you did? Or what did you... Did you... Re- did you no one. Out? Just uh, just just my wife. Yeah. yeah. You know, because um, we're a team. Yeah. Involved in my events. She... she there was a time... Where five weeks I couldn't go to my pops, I was like, "Look, he's part of my problem, babe. You really? have to go." Yeah, it, was that so it literally started to affect like your your family, your relationships with your family. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, sad, but you know, and I was very careful initially not to mention it around my son. Yeah, but you know what? And if you notice, my son was with me that day at radar. Yeah, 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 it's got yeah, to yeah. a stage where he won't get it, but you know, when he grows older. It, hopefully it's not him hopefully it's no one yeah. but that conversation I think he will remember it that you know what I remember dad when he was like this and, you know I've got a relationship with him that I believe I didn't have with my dad yeah, when, yeah. when I was growing up I want to be open with a boy yeah. so um, he, he knows now but you know it's it's a hard one man what happened like when you were in the f- in the real thickness of it yeah like what was going on like what what was happening with you I know that you said that you lost like you lost motivation to do things like what? What like was your you kind of things to, that was you, going on? Yeah, was I, you able to get up out of bed? Yeah, I, I, the worst was um, I could get out of bed because you know what, my motivation is normally sky high. Yeah, I could get out of bed, could brush my teeth, eating probably went up without me realizing. I've got a big appetite anyway, but mm. that probably went up. And actually, when you stay at home, you will tend to snack more. Yeah, because there was a three week period where I didn't go to work. Um. I just wanted to sit on the sofa and don't laugh. I was playing um, eight ball pool. Eight and ball pool. What that's how that? I knew I had a problem. Eight ball pool is this pool game that a lot of people play okay. on an- Android and iPhone. Yeah. So it's linked to Facebook. So you see a lot of these people play it. You have like oh, okay. competitions and stuff. So I was on there like literally for the whole day. Yeah. That's not me. I'm that kind of person. I'll be like, nah, that's too much fun. Let me go do something constructive. Mm. You know. Um, I'm one of them guys where I work very hard and play a little. So I knew that there was something wrong. I just wanted I just wanted to sit down and watch films. I just wanted to be in the corner. You know, my missus would be at work and I was like, I just wanted to just... just Demotivated, go. but just wanted to just stay proper, in the yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Proper, you know, and I took on... I, there's those um, taboos in it about having um, depression and, you know, people say about the meds. 
people people talk about other things like the treatment um yeah so like i was never scared that was one thing that i was like i'm gonna do whatever i need to do to to beat this wherever it be i don't think i've got an addictive personality and i've got people around me that would look after me yeah so i was never scared to take on the men that's interesting that you say that because you know what like even you know people that i i know that have gone through it and every situation is different. I, this one person who I'm very close with actually, right. you know, was going through a, a, a phase where she felt like almost resentful to her parents because they were so they were so nice to her with her like her upbringing and you know like she felt like why didn't they push me into this and why did, and you know what I felt like that at a point too. Like I started almost to like you think, were spoiled. I started to feel like raw like. You know what? Like, why? My mum should have made me be a doctor. Like, my mum should have made me be a lawyer. She should have made me do this. She should have mm-hmm. made me do that. When really, what I should have been thinking is, you know what? Like, my mum is the my biggest supporter. Like, she has believed in me more than anyone and helped and pushed me towards, you know, fulfilling my dreams yeah. and and pursuing my career. Yeah. But. Uh, you know, I know that a lot of people that when they do go through it, they do feel like they just not find resent, resent, but they just feel resentful when it comes to certain things and don't think that, you know what, like anyone could just be there to just help them like that because it's a lot of it is in your brain. It's do you know mental. what I mean? It's like a it's lot mental. of that is in your brain. It's like you can tell you can tell somebody all of the right things and you can tell them, you know, uh, you know, make, you should read this or you should do this, or you should do that. But when it's time to do it, it's a whole different thing because it's all mental. And it's about trying to, you know, get over that that mental barrier. So yeah, I think it's like kind of interesting that you are still able to identify that, you know what, like I have a family that are here for me and I'm going to try and beat it. Didn't you get to a point before that though where like you just, like trying to understand what was going on that was making you feel like I don't... Like, you don't want to be around. Like, what the fuck's... What is what is happening? Yeah. And especially, remember, it was... It was during a period where... Call it the honeymoon period. The honeymoon period of getting married. You know, we only went on honeymoon, honeymoon the other day, but... Like you just said, what? This happened after you got married. Mm. That alone... I remember going to see a GP, and he was... This guy's in he's middle age. He was like, what are you depressed about? You've got a wife, you've got a son. And I thought... You don't know nothing, mate. Yeah. Funny enough, it's his son that helped me so much, and I'm thankful. The guys, these sons, guys, the the guy's sons in his forties, so you know he's a bit closer to my age, and he he gets it. Yeah. He's like, look, despite having these people around, yeah, you can still go through depression. The key thing is, do you know your triggers? And you know, we sat down and we talked about stuff. He was like, have you got problems in your marriage? No. You know, and I know the triggers. Is that the thing? Is it like literally kind of just trying to figure out what the triggers are first? Trust me, it's key because not everyone can. Yeah, because this is the thing, yeah. Not everyone can. Not everyone's able to know what their triggers are. Some And, you know, sometimes as well, some people have, have been in this depression thing for years, you know. Mine is months since I've been first diagnosed. And um, I know a girl, she's had it for years and it's like, it's done everything. It's everything for her. It's not like one aspect of her life. She's like, my whole life's a mess. How do you, like, if you don't know what the triggers are, yeah, 
Like, how do you... How do you break it down? How do you find out? How do you try and figure it out? If you don't know, how do you figure it out? Because then isn't that like a... It's like an ongoing thing then. Because you just don't know. Is it... I, I don't want to be rude about it, but I think you need to... You need to be a very clued up person. So, and I say this about music, and um, I'm not going to mention any names, but in the 10 years I've done music, you pick up certain knowledge. Yeah. And, you know, you ask yourself, how do I want to do my music? How do I want to execute? How do I want to promote my events? What are the things I've seen over the years that I like? What are the things I don't like? So, going back to that, um, if you're an adult and you've gone through depression, like, and you are clued up, Especially like this guy sat me down and he kept asking me questions. So it, it, I was almost answering it. I was almost like finding that for myself. So mm. I was like, right, is it that I got married that depressed me? Is it the fact that my son doesn't live with me and I'm this guy that wants to be involved in his life so much? You know, because I lived with him until we was five and that that broke my heart. Mm. Broke my heart, you know. But um, funny enough, it was after that music picked up. So it's like, okay, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and you know what? He's got a great upbringing. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, he has best of both worlds. Was that he? part of the trigger? No, my son's okay. 14 now. So, yeah. nah, my, my friend the other day said he remembers me being depressed about the whole breakup. But I've, I will say that was more sadness because very soon after, I started making inroads in music. And I was like, let me be this provider for my son, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that went in the trigger. But, um, it's it, Chucky, it's a, it's a very hard one. I don't think I've, dare I say, got it as bad as other people. But I think it's because I caught it early. Really, yeah? Yeah, and work. Did you take medication? Sorry? Did you take medication? Yeah. You did, I'm I'm, I'm back on them now. Oh, okay. And I've got no qualms about saying I'm back on them. Was you worried about taking medication? Me? Because I'm very confident I'm not got an addictive personality. Yeah. No. You get a lot of people out there that know zilch about depression. But also you get a lot of people that research... Like about antidepressants, yeah. Of course, and, and the side effects. Yeah, and the side effects, and I think that that's one thing that does scare a lot of people from rightfully taking, so because they they're very scared about. No, rightfully so, and you know I'm not the like we talked about. Science. You didn't try to self diagnose or anything like that. You didn't try and go on the internet and and have a look at them yourself, did to you? To be honest, did you? to be honest, I didn't, but my wife does. Okay. So she's very. And what, what was her what was her thought about you taking medication? Less exhaust. All the other avenues, if possible. Yeah. And I did. So before I was on these antidepressants, I was on um tablets for anxiety. Okay. One of them nearly made me crash my car. Really? I do, I, well, up till now, I, I did shift work. They put me on court cool hours now work. This is how supportive what they was are. The, what was the tablet? Oh, mate. I'll, do you remember I, it? I don't remember it. Some, something that has pram at the end. They okay. all have these pram or right. dialogue pram or something like what that. What did it make you do? Dra- made me drowsy okay so they they do have side effects do not get it twisted they do because some of them um do something to your heart like regulate your heart yeah because another thing um because depression is linked to stress yeah. so for months before i was actually the word depression was used the doctors were very were very smart not to use that word willy and nilly mm. they it was anxiety at first it was your stress I, I went for ecg test on my chest i wore this 24-hour monitor yeah. So this was a good six to eight month process, mate. You okay. know, like yeah, because medication as well. Like, you know, I I remember watching a video of um someone like there was an interview of someone talking about it, and the girl was saying that she feels that see like with medication, you know, like it 
obviously does because it's uh, depression is a lot to do with what's going on in your brain yeah. so the medication um it almost solves an element of the problem that is going on in your brain, but then it overcompensates and takes away from other stuff that's going on in your brain, which then means that there's like certain other functions that don't work as well. So for example, mm. as you said, you might start feeling tired. I mean, you, you, might feeling, you might start feeling drowsy or you can't go sleep or you feel like, you know, you don't, might not want to have sex or you might, just all of these right. things that are happening. So oh, yeah, because remember the brain, even though you have, you know, the part that deals with all of that, the brain deals with so much parts of your body. So of if course. you're having a medication, if you're having medication that, you know, is dealing with one aspect very strongly, then sometimes it takes away from the others. But on the flip side of that, it's like what she was saying is for her, it helped her to be able to get up out of bed and to be able to start working on herself. Do you get me? Because... In the first instance, she can't get up out of bed. She can't. So problem. if she can Big just problem. get if she can just get up out of bed, yep. then she can start looking at counselling. She can start looking at other other things that are 100%. going on that will be able to help her. No, 100%, but yeah. Anyway, man. you was talking about um, you was talking about exhausting the other avenues. Yeah, I feel like I'm talking too much. <laughs> no, no, don't, no, don't worry, man. I, I'm just um, inquisitive and just... no, and you got the right person, mate. Yeah, the other avenues. So I took on um something called um psychological therapy yeah which um obviously the nhs um recommended you have these different sessions you can have a one-to-one session or you can have different kinds of group sessions so the group session i chose after being assessed over the phone was one where you sit in a group it's not about it's not like an agony aunt scenario you don't have to say what what's what what you're going through yeah but it almost let you understand what you're going through yeah. And they give you some homework. They give you some... Um, they basically just engage you and make you understand that... Not that it's not as bad as it is, but there's a way out. Yeah. And, you know, it got me thinking. And it's almost like a distraction from what you're going through. And you're around people that you know are going through the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it makes you not feel isolated, number one. It was a challenge to get myself to go there because it was like... Oh, motivation was so low. But I was like, I'm gonna beat this thing. I I treated it like a de- like I was doing a mini degree. Like, yeah. you know what? This is hard, but I'm gonna do it because I'm gonna be in a better place after. Yeah. And f- I can definitely say, three out of the five sessions I went to, the first three, really good, and that helped. Yeah. But I'll tell you now, I know the meds helped. Did they? Yeah. They they helped me. I can't speak for no one else uh. because for the last two months I've not been on them, and yeah, things have things have happened. You know, promoting events is stressful. And I'm not saying it can depress you. Bro, that brings that anxiety out of me. I tell Bro, you that, boy. It, it's mad. Dealing with DJs yeah. that think they're big fish. You know, dealing with clubs. Yeah, it brings mad. out anxiety. There's so many things. And if you lack the time, like... I think, yeah. Like, I'm going to take it away from this a little bit. And yeah, I'm going to go more on the, on the sadness side of things, yeah. Um, Like, one thing in life that I've realised, yeah. You see, like... <clears throat> Okay, how do I explain it? See, when and I said this in my last podcast, actually. Mm. You see, like, when you're 15, 16 years old, yeah? Right. And you're, you're a young boy. And I can even use this as, as an example with a girl as well, yeah? But I'm just going <laughs> to go from a guy's, a kid's aspect. When you say to a kid who's 15, 16, ah, oh, like, what are you going to have by the time you're 30? 
then you say things like, "Raw, I'm gonna be driving a Ferrari. I'm gonna be a millionaire. Use your dreams. I'm gonna have a, my house is gonna be on a castle. My house is gonna be a castle on the hill. I'm gonna have this, that, and the third. I'm gonna be mad successful or whatever." Yeah, and then what ends up happening is, and this is the same for a girl. For so, for example, you know. You say to a girl, well, what are you going to have by the time you're 26, 27? And she says, oh, I'm going to be married. I'm going to have a family. I'm going to have kids and blah, 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 blah. But I think like one of the reasons why you get some people that either like fall into depression or fall into an a, a element of sadness is because when now when you start getting to that age and you realize that life doesn't work out like that, it kind of gets to you a bit. And now that we're living in an age of social media, because it didn't, when I started to get to the age where I started to feel like, rah, by now I should be having this, I should have that. Like, I'm starting to feel like a failure when I'm going on Instagram. Like, that was actually starting to affect my mood. I'm going on Instagram and I'm seeing like, people just doing really well. And I'm feeling like I'm not doing as well. And even like to, to take, to, to make it even more deep, like, like a couple of my best friends, like that I'm very close with, yeah. That like I've grown for years. Mm. They're my bona fides. These men will do anything. I do anything for them. Yeah. Like, they're my friends forever. But like I've never even told them this actually. But like even like they were doing so well in their life, and I'm thinking like in the music Rah. life. No, no, nah, they not just, well, yeah. One of them works within music. One yeah. of them like works in construction or whatever. Right. And like, yeah, like when I'm waking up in the morning. I'm noticing now, like, my motivation is mad low. Like, my friends are doing mad well. Like, I'm almost letting the side down. And the the, the trigger of where even this started to happen was, it was, like, just before one of my birthdays, and I was, like, sitting down with my, my bona fide brethren, mm. and um, he said to me, Rah. he goes to me, are you happy? These times, I've never, no one's ever asked me a question yeah. like that before. You know, like, no, you just answer, you just say, yeah, 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 I'm happy. Of course I'm happy. But he was like, no, don't answer. Don't just answer the question. Think about it, innit? And I thought about it and I was like, that was the first time I was kind of like, rah, nah. Like, I'm not happy. I'm not happy in my career. Hmm. I'm not happy with the the, the targets that yeah. I set myself. I'm not happy. There was just loads of things I wasn't happy with. I was going through a, a situation where like I've never worried about money, ever. Like, I've always had peas. I've always been good with it. Like, I've always, I've never had to worry about these type of, every year, I remember I was going through a stage where I felt like every year was just getting better and better. Like, every year was just getting sicker and sicker and sicker until, like, I'm getting older and older and I'm realising, right, like, real life shit is happening right now. Do you get me? And I'm not reaching the targets that I'm supposed to be reaching. And it really, it proper started to <laughs> affect me, bro. Like, but... You know, again, I'm not going to sit here and say that, like, oh, you know, I was going through some type of depression. I just think that I was going through, I was definitely going through some sadness and I was just trying to figure it out. Even with the money thing, you know, as I said, I had peas, I was good. And then, like, there was a situation that happened, which I'm not I'm not going to go into, mm. but I ended, up, which I ended up losing out on a lot of money. Ended up losing out on a lot of money that I'd saved. And then everything that happened from that moment wasn't going well. So like I'd put on a rave and it just wasn't I your, wasn't breaking your, even. I wasn't your energy's not there. Yeah, like your or, belief. Yeah, or like my bookings were going down a little bit. Do you get Man. what I'm saying? Or, you know, like this person owes me money and I can't get the money from them or there's just it was like one thing after another. But the one thing that I did 
to over, to compensate for how shit I felt was I put stupid videos on Instagram. I used to just make stupid videos Can of me dancing. A, so I'd like, I'd wake up in the morning and I'd play a song. Like I'd play like a fucking Pharrell song. And I'd record myself just dancing and chatting shit. Like just vibing to it, yeah. And for that moment, that small moment would make me feel yeah. better. Yeah, but it release. didn't last long. Didn't last It didn't last long. long. Like, it, I'd get like, I'd pull it on Instagram and then everyone would like it and all of that type of stuff. I'd feel good for like half an hour and then I'd feel shit again. Do you get me? And like, sounds like depression to me, mate. Is it? That sounds like depression. Trust me. That's, I'm not saying it is, but it sounds like depression. Yeah. It, it, you, you won't know you're in it. Yeah. You won't know. And there's different levels. Of course. So many different levels. And I know this from the medication. Cause yeah. You know, but um, it I can relate. Yeah. It sounds very. That's I why I wanted you, to talk about this. Because yeah. I'm thinking, right, like <laughs> when people are t- saying certain things, yeah, like I'm thinking, right, but I felt like that, or I feel like that. But generally, like, you know, like I have a good time with my friends. I'm like, yeah. I'm starting to enjoy um, elements of my life and mm-hmm. that again. But then at the same time, you know, like my thoughts at times have almost it's almost like affected like relationships I've had do you get what I'm saying like sometimes I wake up bro and I don't want to have a conversation I don't want to chat I'm, with anyone I'm, I'm like that I don't I wake up Instantly. I don't want to just yeah like I don't want to go here I don't yeah. want to go there I don't yeah. want to I don't answer my, my the phone to my brethrens yeah. I don't text my brethrens back but you know it sounds like when I'm saying it like, it feels good saying it, to be honest with you, because I don't talk about it a lot. But, like, I don't feel like I'm going through something crazy every day. But I just have these a- occasional off days, yeah, where I'm just, like, so anti, bro. I think, one, because you do music, you can easily be like that. Yeah. And um, at a level, you do music as well. You know, the kind of people you're involved with and... Yeah, it sounds like traits of depression. Yeah. Def- definitely. Definitely. Because, like you say, you have this release and it should last for more than... It should last for that more than that time that you're saying it does. But yeah, it yeah. I yeah. relate it to the jogging thing. Jogging yeah. normally, I'll be on a high for the rest of the day. That will lead... I'll do something positive. It will lead on to the following day. But with this, when I was going through it, it would only last for five minutes. Yeah. And then everything else is not positive. Yeah, I hear you. As a result. Okay. So... See, me now, like, if I'm not... if When I'm busy... You see, when I'm busy, bruv, I'm not thinking about shit. I'm, I'm cool. If I'm busy for quick. a month, if I'm busy for a month, just like every day, just got things going on, whatever, I'm cool. But the moment, sometimes I just have a moment to like... If I have too much time to chill, if I have too much time to chill, then like, I sometimes I put myself in a certain state but what I will give myself credit for is one thing that I'm good at doing is I'm good at... You see, like, when you get people that overthink. So you get people that, like, overthink. Me? And they, they overthink <laughs> to a point of where they get very, like, negative. So, like, uh, I'll give an example of, like, being in a relationship with someone, yeah. And then, I don't know, like, she might think, rah, like, you ain't texting me all day. And then she starts thinking about all of the things that you're doing. Rah, I bet he's fucking around with this. I bet he's doing that or whatever. Whereas, see, like with me, if I, let's just say in, in that same example, if I was even in a thing with a girl like that, yeah, and like, I actually ain't hit me all day, 
Like I'd overthink and I'd think, mm. right, like maybe she don't check for me, maybe this, maybe that, maybe this, maybe that. But I'm also good at being able to switch it back and say, no, nah, but maybe she's busy, but maybe she's that, maybe she's. Is that what you actually? I do, do that, yeah. So I'm, I'm able to. Me as a man, I just like have a bit less care. I'm like, am I going to kill myself worrying about that? And like you, I'll think no, about I'm it just for a giving, bit of time. I'm giving that. I'm just giving an example yeah. because obviously maybe that's not no, the greatest. That maybe that. that's not the greatest example. Yeah, but it's good if you do do that because you're being you're being um you're being understanding and you're you're flipping it in the way you should flip it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like obviously in in a situation <laughs> like that, if it's a girl, bro, I don't cheat. I don't run down it. I know what it's like when a girl yeah proper you likes it. you, and I I know what it's like when a girl doesn't really check for you. I know what it's like when I proper like a girl. Yeah. I know what it's like when I don't really check for a girl too much. So I don't force an issue in that yeah. sense at all. Do you get me? But I'm just using that as an example of like me being able to just not overthink to the point of where I wallow in negativity. But there was a book recently that kind of helped me actually called The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements. Yeah. And it's like just breaks down like, um, you know, like mental state and Mm -hmm. like four agreements that you should make to yourself that you know can help you one being I'm not going to get too much into it I think people should read it but one being like just don't take things personal I I, I have guilty bro guilty trust me like I've gone through situations yeah bro (laughs) where like I've just taken mad things personal you know and just got pissed off you're not Aries are you no, I'm a Cancerian. Okay. Not that I'm the biggest guy in star signs. Yeah. But. <laughs> but now, like, you know what? It's these. There's things that go that have been said in the book mm-hmm. where every day when I'm walking around... Huh? No, I'm just muting this. Go on. Every day, like, I walk around and I think... <laughs> there's things in the book that come up in my head that make me think, you know what? Yeah, I'm not going to do so that. So you, you read this gonna, book? I read this book and it helped, oh, yeah. Kid. But, you know... I think for a lot of people that do go through shit and that go, especially that go through deep depression that may not even want to read a book or may not, you know, there was a time when I didn't want to read shit, bruv. Man was telling me, oh, listen to this or listen to that. I just don't want to, I don't want to listen, bruv. The most basic things become, become hard. Yeah. With depression. And it could be anything. For people, it's different. Yeah. You know, I was able to eat, I was able to bathe, but... Yeah, the, the the gang to work, doing music. Like I said, listen, there was there was three times in one week, and it's the most. I'm never gonna forget this for the rest of my life. I live. I've got an open open plan front room kitchen thing. Mm. So I'm sitting in the front room. Three times it happened in one week, and I scared the life out of my wife. I'm sitting in the front room. I think I'm looking at the computer, thinking, um, oh, I've got these bills. Oh, I can't even bother to where am I going? I've got ten things to do on my to do list. What am I gonna start? Whereas in the past, I used to be like, if I do three out of ten of them, yeah. it's something. Now, I was like, what's the point in starting? So I looked in the kitchen, I got a set of knives. I'm like, I can't do this no more, man. Let me just get in the kitchen and grab this shit. Yeah. Like, I actually went over there and I looked and I thought, oh, if only I was brave enough to stab myself, man. As a release. Yeah. It's like I wanted, I dared to think to heal myself, that will do it. Yeah. And I was a guy, I'll give a foot. You're a football guy. Gary Speed, when he took his life, mm. I was angry. You know, because there was a rumour that he, um, someone was going to air him out as being gay or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, hold on, hold on. You've got two kids. You've got a wife. God knows the trade from you and your wife. But you've got two kids mm. that need you. And you went and did that. So when I said I didn't understand depression, 100%. Yeah. Now, as someone who's got a kid, I was in Gary Speed's position. So my son's called Jay. When I was in the kitchen, 
Jay didn't come to my head. My wife didn't come into my head. Yeah. I was like, I need sorting out and I need sorting out now. Yeah. Because I've heard people say things like, this is just pretty much the same thing that you said, like, at first just thinking, oh, like, people just being mad selfish, isn't it? Like, just I said you guys selfish, but, mate. But then they've also said, rah, going through that situation has made them understand how it can happen. Do you get me? 100%. Can I give you an example of something that happened to me, actually? No, please do. So, and I've told this story a couple of times, but I've said it in a funnier way, but I'm going to more say it in a serious way this time, yeah? So my brethren gave me a weed cake one time and didn't tell me, yeah? Right? Were you in Amsterdam or were you here? No, nah, I was in London, but I was driving to a booking, bro. <laughs> okay. Bro, I didn't know what the fuck... I didn't funny. know what was you in it. You were driving. I was driving, bro. funny. Bro. But you know what? I didn't know... What was it? I didn't know what yeah, I'm ignorant. Home. Firstly, I didn't know at the time. I'm not a smoker. I'm not yeah? either. I, I'm not doing drugs either. So yeah, so yeah. that's not my thing. Yeah. I used to smoke a little thing when I was younger yeah. and that, but that was just a little phase. I stopped smoking. It was weren't really my thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, when I'm eating this cake, I'm not thinking. I'm just eating the cake. Firstly, because I don't know what's in it. He's telling me that he's got the cake from wherever, and it was his birthday. So I'm thinking it's this is someone. Yeah. So anyway, now. When I've looked inside the cake, it's plastered of weed. I told him, bro, bro, this is a weed cake. He's killed himself of laughter. So anyway, I just backed off the rest of the cake because I thought, you know what? I'll probably just fall asleep, innit? Yeah, yeah. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? So I've gone, I've done the booking. We're on the way back. And when we're on the way back now, um, like, I just remember we were killing ourselves of laughter in the car, yeah? So I'm laughing, 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 and tears are pouring down my eyes, yeah, while I'm, ju- I'm on a motorway. And we're dying, you know, like like a treacle of piss is come almost there, yeah. And that, then I said to him, "Nah, something's not right. Something's not right." The moment I said something's not right, bro, yeah. Oh, you need to over exaggerate. What I'm about to tell you, you need to over exaggerate in your mind what actually happened for you to fully get what happened, yeah. Right. So, boom, <laughs> I've jumped out of the car on the motorway while the car's moving, yeah. <laughs> Right, so I'm rolling around all over the place now. Boom, I've gone to the um, onto the pavement and like see every car that I'm seeing now is a cartoon. You know, remember Flintstones yeah. where you can see the feet underneath the thing. So every car that's going by, I can see the feet underneath it. But this is not funny to me because you no, know I what? I can yeah? relate to it, bro. Do you know why it's not funny? Because it's like this is. I know it's stupid. Yeah, I'm thinking. I know this is not. I know this is not even real. Yeah, you. But it looks real. And you probably couldn't get get out of it, bro. But the part that I want to get to get to is that like, I had my mood kept changing. Yeah, every three seconds with different colors. So every time it was um, orange, so I could see like everything here would be orange. Yeah, I'd be paranoid and I'd. I'd feel like the police were after me. My career's over. I'm going mm. to jail. Then it would be blue, and when it was blue, I like I would say to my brethren, "Ra, like lime, let's like we need to get some girls." Like you know what I mean? Like I'm, I was feeling very lovey and whatever. And then when it would go to red, I'd want to kill somebody or kill myself. Yeah. And this was changing like every ten seconds. Yeah. And then like I remember at one point, yeah. Cause he parked up my car and we was waiting for a cab. Yeah. And we walk. I said to him, "Bro, I need, we need to walk." So we're walking up and down, pacing up and down this road, yeah? And then, like, so imagine, it's changing. Orange, I'm paranoid. Blue, yo, where's the girls at? Red, I'm not saying anything. But then it got to a point where I, I, it was red, yeah? And, like, he's asking me, am I all right? And I couldn't speak. 
And it was like this part in my brain that was letting me know this is not real. Don't worry, it's not real. Where but the other part of my brain wasn't able to like function. Of course. And I weren't able to say nothing. And I weren't able to. And I was so angry, yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, rah, this must be what it's like to be mentally ill. Imagine. You can't get out of this. Yes. Imagine this is you yes. every day. If this was me every day, bruv, I couldn't live my life no, like that. No, you'd wanna, you wanna I'd end wanna it. I'd wanna just end it. Like, I'd wanna end it, bro. And I never spoke about that. That was one of the reasons why me and him almost fell out. Because imagine, imagine I dropped him home and then it kicked him. I, w- I may not have made it home, bruv. I may not have made it home. But that was like my first thing of realising like how powerful the mind actually really is. And when somebody tells me, you know, like when I started to understand certain things about depression and have conversations about it, I realised a lot of that is got to do with the mind and also just kind of reprogramming the mind again. Yeah, no, agreed. Fully agree. Fully agree with you, man. So, yeah, I know you're captivated by the story. No, (laughs) what I want to know is, what happened to the car? Oh, so, all right, okay. So, basically... Was it a clear motorway? No, it was fine. He parked the car up. We've gone back to my house. He had to stay at my house. He had to sleep on the bed with me because he didn't know what was going to happen, yeah? My hand was turning into a lizard. Yeah, my hand (laughs) turned into a lizard. My other hand was shrinking. It was a madness, bruv. I woke up in the morning. It was still in my system. I had to go to a meeting. I've had Jeez. got a cab, drove to the meeting. <laughs> I got a cab, got the car, drove to the meeting, almost crashed my car, by the way, because it went red quickly for a second. So I almost smashed my car into a lamppost. Jesus. And then I've got to the meeting. I've got two people sitting in front of me asking me questions. And then I can't speak. So again, it's kicked in. I can't speak. I had to get up and walk out of the meeting, bruv. And then... I've driven home. So bear in mind, I've walked out of the meeting. They're thinking I'm sick in the head. Yeah. I've drove home. (laughs) I've jumped into bed. Yeah. Friday. It was Friday. I'd say about half 12. Do you know when I woke up, fam? (laughs) Monday. Sunday. But check it, yeah. I've gone to sleep Friday at around 12.30 p.m. In the day. In the day. Not no. So I've slept the whole of Friday. Like most of Friday. Yeah. I slept the whole of Saturday. Weekends are crucial, I slept 24 mate. hours. I woke up on Sunday. My mouth was dry. I I bogey to the nines. Yeah. And Not even I felt like I died. And my brethren rang, my cousin rang me from, from prison. And he was like, oh yeah, how are you? Whatever. And I said to him, cuz, imagine, yeah. I had, a, I had a weed cake last night. I had a weed cake the other day and... Um, so-and-so didn't tell me. And the first thing he said to me was, bruv, that's mad, you know, because you could have hallucinated. I said, cuz, well, I'm about to tell you the story now. And then, boy. But, but yeah. I've been no, there, man. I've yeah, been there. Yeah, so no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going, yeah, I'm going off a little bit anyway. But, um, no, 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 it's always, I, I love it, I love it, I love it. But yeah, so like therapy anyway. Yeah, ther- therapy worked, um, did its thing. I went back to work. So it's all about managing, managing the situation. Yeah. You know, managing the situation. So to get into that for about the medication I was on, um, it's called citalopram, the one, the antidepressant. And oh, it's, okay. it's a main one a lot of people use. Yeah. So my doctor gave me 20 milligram. Yeah. You know, that's what he deemed I should, I should have. Yeah. Used the course for about eight weeks. Went for a, a assess, um, reassess, assessment, yeah. review. Okay. Review. He said, look, you're progressing all right. 
he said he, he told me the reasons why not to why it's dangerous to come right off it from someone on that dosage. So he said we're gonna lower your dosage. Okay. I thought great. Ten milligram. Took it for another eight weeks. That took me to February this year. What I did wrong was after February, I feel like I'm cooking on gas. I feel like I don't need no review because I'm in my head. I've told myself after ten milligram, I'm coming off it. Wrong thing I did. Because obviously, at the turn of this year, that's when... Um, so even like this event I'm doing, this decade of Scholar T event I'm doing at O2 Academy, yeah. my business partner's Hot Stepper. He's okay. been really good. You yeah. know, people have mixed vibes about Hot Stepper, but I can tell you now, yeah, he has never gone without paying my money. I've got a relationship with him. And there's a saying that I've picked up during this campaign. And there's an understanding I have that, you know, sometimes you can't deal with people at a high level yeah. when... They don't even understand that. Yeah. So I'll give you an example. I feel I'm quite a flexible person and I've got, you know, I've got different kinds of friends. I, I talk to people in a professional way at work. If you do, if you meet a road man, you deal with them at that level. Mm. So my point is sometimes there's a saying, um, there's a saying, um, do, do to people as you wish for them to do to you. Yeah. Sometimes as well, you need to do to people as they want done to them. Yeah, of course. So I relate that to how I think people see what's separate. But anyway, um, at the turn of the year, it was focusing on Friday. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know how we've got to Friday. It's like, it's been one one big time warp. It's mad. So anyway, I didn't go back after I finished um, the medication in February. So I went for a review yesterday. And, you know, things are pressured at the moment. Things are pressured. And this is what I'm saying to you about, I think you had traits of depression. Mm. I now know it's not gone. And there was a guy, bless him, his name's Ralph Daly. Mm. He gave me my big break in music. He yeah. he owned Fridge Bar. Okay. So he used to bring the likes of KRS-One, mm. all these 90s hip-hop acts to Big Fridge, okay. which is in Brixton. It's now called Electric. Mm -hmm. So he used to own Fridge Bar. You know, I remember sending him a message and healing some wounds that we had. And um, he's like, Scholar, what you need to watch out for is... um." For it not to rear its ugly head again. Yeah. He was basically telling me he'd been through it, but he weren't telling me because yeah. this guy he got put in prison for Things. beating up people outside yeah, yeah, his yeah. club. A guy took the piss of his security, punched up his security, oh. and he's like, What? You punched up my security? We're gonna sort you out. He yeah. went to prison for that. His own cameras convicted him. Okay. Mad. So That's um mental. Yeah, mental. In on paper, yeah, he's taking ownership of, you know, a guy taking a piss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> they whacked him up with a pole and everything. So yeah, um, Talking about the meds, um, I'm back on them and I'm getting off them, mate. Yeah. Because I'm, I, I'm, I, I've got a plan. Yeah, of course. I've got a plan, and relating it to what you said, you asked a question earlier about did, did I? Is there a day where I've ever thought work takes away from what I'm capable of musically? Yeah. Hell yeah. That's why I'm taking a sabbatical in January. I'm starting by taking a sabbatical in January, and that okay. is my way out. That's good, man. I um, just think that like. You know, as I, as as we all know, like this thing is a is a mental thing, but it's good to you know talk about it with people that you trust, and yeah. and um you know like, you know just weigh up the options and and see what it is like because a lot of it is discovering yourself as well and just trying to figure out what works for you because what works for you isn't always what was is going to work for the next 100, person. Hundred percent. I think the key thing that you mentioned is like you know understanding your traits. And that and that helping, you know. For me, I think that um, I understand that I 
occasionally you know is very anti and i think i understand why and where it comes from yeah. i think for for me an element of it is you know whenever i'm not busy um it has in the past made me feel some type of way also really? just like things that i have had with my family um certain situations that happen with my family also you know my mum at one point as well wasn't well and i'm mm. very very yeah, close, close with, i'm very close yeah, with my mum so you know like all of these things kind of went into a, a into a situation where you know i started to feel very unhappy along with my targets and what and whatnot like yes. i know i know if i don't if I go for a period of time without doing a podcast, I'm going to feel like I failed. I need to fuck you. I need to do a podcast. That's how I am. You know, now I'm feeling like I need to do, I need to make sure I hurry up and do a visual interview because I've been doing visual interviews. I haven't done yeah. one for a while. People are always coming up to me, asking me about them. And I'll tell you one thing that feels good is that like, I had a, a period of time where I felt like, rah, Kendrick's got a song called Phil. Right. On his new album. Kendrick yeah. Lamar, yeah. And, um, in in the hook of Phil, he said, "Ain't nobody praying for me," and I felt like that at a point. I felt like rah, like no one. And then I snapped out of that. I'm like rah, that is a that's such an ungrateful thing for me to think. Yeah, considering how my family situation is set up, it's amazing. And also, you know what? Like, there's one thing that happened a couple of years ago that has helped me a lot, um, even up to this day. Yeah, one girl. I've no, I don't think I'll ever forget this for the rest of my life. You know. I was walking down the street and people always come up to me occasionally mm -hmm. and ask, like, talk to me about things that I'm doing. But one girl come up to me and she just said, oh, like, I really um, like what you're doing. I believe in you. And she don't know me. I don't know her. And just those words, yeah, just like lift my spirit One massively. person. Yeah, one person. That's all it takes. That's, that's all it takes, bro. It's crazy. That's but, the, um, and that's the beauty about what we do. Yeah, man. Like, if you do it for the right reasons, it takes one person yeah, yeah, to yeah. make you just like, you know, it can almost like just remind you, you know, of, yeah, yeah no, I can relate to that. I can, yeah, I can talking relate. about it is important, man. And therapy helped you as well, yeah? Therapy helped. And um, the latest, the person, um, the, the, the GP said yesterday is to look up therapy at work. Isn't it hard to find the right therapist, by the way? Because, you know, like, one thing that I do hear from other people is that sometimes people feel like, you know, the therapist is just turning up to work and not really caring about what it is that they're actually doing and not even really understanding. Did you ever go through that? Or did you, you're the therapist that, have you got a therapist now? No, so you, no. I, 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 I get, I get what you're saying and what you're getting at, but yeah. I'm, oh, I would say that can happen in any walk of life book a DJ and he doesn't take coming to his gig an hour before or however long serious. You, we would say, oh, because they're a therapist looking after your med medical uh, mental condition, they should take it any more serious. I'm like, no. You get unserious people doing serious jobs. Yeah. So I think I had an okay team of therapists, but, you know, they were, they, they, they didn't create the material. Yeah. They, it's like a lecturer, uni lecturer, that <laughs> mate. If you turn up, I used to, I slept through, I slept through my degree. Not once did I ever get told off. It's up to you whether you're going to do the work. And fortunately I did. Yeah. You know, so relating it to the therapist, they delivered material and, you know, and I took it away and I got from it what I wanted to get. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I find they were fine, but I, I can see that habit, especially the one-to-one -one session. 
So if you got a one to one session, if you don't click, if you don't, and you got to connect, it is in that, a no, it's down to you. Not supposed. To, okay. From what I know of the therapy sessions, it is you. It's more you talking. Okay. Um, the therapy is really about you. Yeah. It's really about you talking. You know, it's it, it's more for you to like not realize that talking can do a lot for you mm. because you know when you're left alone at home you're you're just left to your thoughts yeah you know but talking to someone it's hard for you to talk to someone and go through them thoughts of taking your life yeah it makes it's always made me feel good yeah and yeah. sometimes god bless her but um you know i need to talk to someone separate from my wife yeah because she hasn't been for it she's not a professional talking to a professional you know you get a lot of nods you know, my wife, it scared the life out of her. There was one day, and I've I got a lot of love for a brand called Defected. When it comes to house, mm. which is obviously what I do, Defected are who I look at. They're the biggest independent label. Um, so I, 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 they're like the benchmark. I was meant to go to a Defected event at Ministry of Sound. The night before I was, had a had a um, event on my own in Shoreditch, I said to the missus, I can't go. It's like, and I remember being in bed just like, I couldn't breathe properly. Mm. Scared the life out of her, man. Mm. like proper I was like babe I can't do this Yeah, deep deep yeah. and I know I'm in a better place yeah. but you know at the moment I'm still a bit snappy Yeah, yeah like yeah. any minute like what you said about being anti I'm like I just flip Yeah, and that's not right do you know what I mean and yeah. you know so yeah man it, it's good It's good to be clued up mm. so that's why I want to have that's just why I want to have the conversation because it's good to be clued wanna, up yeah I want to just get an un- understanding from yeah. like a few different people and I wanted to you know see I wanted to see if I could relate to certain elements of it as well you will and I wanted to understand you know just your perspective of things um, and yeah as I said I did this pretty much for my own selfish reasons and for good certain on you. things that's going on in my good in on my you head. but good um but yeah man like thanks for coming through though bro it's been, it's been it's been fun and you know what like you know i think that it's amazing that you have been able to literally come from being at a stage where you felt Imagine. so low to being able to function again and be able to appreciate the things that are around you because mm. i think that in life yeah we can sometimes be living in a very unfulfilling world. Like, you know, you get people that are not everyone, but some people, they're going to work. They are, they're going into an office. They're not particularly happy there. They come home, they're tired and they're doing the same thing over and over again. And, you know, by doing that, sometimes it takes away from you appreciating some of the other things that's going on in your life and in your yeah. world and, uh, and yeah man I think that it's good that you're able to be able to say you know what like I've got my family I've got my, my kid I've you know what I mean you know what your triggers are you're understanding yourself more no, you know music is your world as well it is do you know what I mean wanted to give it's it up that's yeah, mad yeah exactly I know and if you gave it up then it might have put you in a worse place 100%. it could have put you in a worse place you 100%. Know? I could never I re- this is completely different but I remember yeah when I was seeing one girl one time this was years ago and like she used to always say to me oh but like how long are you going to be doing music for and how long <laughs> and like do you know what yeah my thing was did you start I to bet you that? yeah we st- I did for nah nah <laughs> for a second but I'm like hold on a minute if I proper bust from this thing yeah 
you're going to be the first person to tell me how much you supported me and you're going to want the fruits of this thing. Definitely. Do you get what you I'm saying? And if you it. and if you if you enjoy being around me right now, if you enjoy my company yep. and you enjoy my character and just the, the everything I bring, if you take the most important thing away from me, I'm not going to be the person that you that you once liked. Sure. Do you get me? So no. But it's identifying that. And that's just completely, that's just, anyway, completely off topic. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, hashtag Halfcast Podcast. Um, yeah, you've got your, you've got an event. I mean, a lot of our listeners are quite young, to be fair, and outside of London and that too. But you could, <laughs> you can say what you've got going on. No, bro. just, um, yeah, got, got O2 Academy, Islington, and yeah. we're building from that, man. Big up John, my manager. Yeah. He's um, very much involved in that. And, um, yeah, looking forward to it, man. It's going to be a celebration of life. No And doubt. people should check out the socials of how it went down. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's going to be a celebration. All right, safe, my bro. Hashtag Halfcast Podcast. Next week, the next episode, anyway, back to the music and whatever. But, yeah, man. Um, hit me up and just let me know whatever the hell's going on in your life, innit? Safe!